Welcome to tonight's live. Um, I've just rushed, rushed, rushed. Excuse my very squeaky chair. Um, I hope you guys are all well and are ready to get into tonight's topic. Um, I am rushing, rushing, rushing from uni, so please excuse my appearance and delay. Um, hope you guys are well. Um, we are going to into this live i'm just going to invite our guest um and she can obviously introduce herself oh gosh hi guys hi guys welcome welcome come back into the live hi hello Daisy. Hi. Oh, I've missed you so much. You don't oh. understand. I've missed. She's like my big sister, guys. Like I've missed her so much. Oh. <laughs> so um, yeah, welcome, welcome to today's live. So good to see kids. you. I've literally just ran from uni um, to get here, and I'm just like flustered. But um, yeah, thank you, thank you for coming on tonight's live. First live of the year. It's my first. Um joint live invite everything of the year so thank Amazing. you and you are so beautiful oh, thank you <laughs> thank you so for those who don't know you um please introduce yourself okay yeah sure so i'm a daisy chuako i am a marriage and relationship coach i specialize in affair recovery as well as working on other aspects of relationship but i like to get you know into that those tough areas the highways and the byways you know um and i'm a full-time marriage relationship coach but also a bbc radio relationship expert and i work with individuals and couples around the world um as far out as australia middle east across africa across the americas canada and right here in the uk so yeah that that's me that's what i do that's amazing. So how long do you say you've been doing this, relationship coaching? Well, um, I actually started the platform, gosh, about seven years ago or so. But mm. then started doing the, and was working with people, but started to officially um, coach as my own private practice three years ago now. Amazing, yes. amazing. And you've literally just been putting your hand in lots of different things as well. So if you guys don't already, please follow her on Instagram. Um, I think I first saw you probably on Facebook. I think when I first started following you um, some years back, just doing like, you know, your posts that you do and the radio show and everything like that. So yeah, it's been long. You've definitely been growing and evolving. So it's amazing to see um your company so today Thank we're you. talking about relationships in general 2022 new year new me new relationship or new outlook on your current relationship um what is kind of like the first things that you need to kind of think of when thinking about your relationship in general just like the core areas what well, yeah. sort of some core areas relationships that you 
you do need to think about obviously the first one let's get that out of the way communication how are we communicating what is the quality of our communication um how open and free are we in our communication and if we do have a conflict how quickly or a negative conflict because there's some positive necessary conflicts how quickly do we recover so you want to definitely be thinking about that you want to be thinking about your intimacy and when i talk about intimacy i'm talking about the actual connectivity between you right mm. how deeply you are connected and then obviously the physical um aspect of your intimacy um and you absolutely want to be focusing on what you're doing to keep the side of your relationship that is lovers, that is playful, that is the reason why you guys got together in the first place. Like, how alive is that? Because what I find is that after some years, it's kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, so we're man and wife, we're mum and dad, but where is us? Mm -hmm. Right? Where's that thing gone? The passion, right? So really focusing on that. And then there's some sort of things where what areas are causing us the most sort of disconnection is it our finances is it the way our approach to parenting is it you know really highlighting the areas of concern yeah definitely and yeah. um as you said finding yourselves within that relationship because now I feel like um especially over Christmas time um me and Jeff were doing loads of things together and everyone was like commenting like oh my god you guys are going out loads and stuff I was like yeah because when January 4th comes we're going back to life <laughs> so right now we need to like push and just enjoy and feel all of that because once we go back to you know working and doing the children's school run and all that sort of stuff it's hard to fit these type of things in so it's definitely about being intentional um moving into this new year because yeah you can make excuses all the time but if you don't like put it down the same way with self-care you know you have to like block that time out for it otherwise it won't work and here's the thing with that you know we will always i say this we will always have the energy the time and the money for whatever is important to us mm -hmm. we know that you know, we know that when we really need to do our hair, we will find the money, <laughs> right? If we really need to go and study or something or take on a new course to take us to that next level, we will find the time, right? Somebody really needs our help. We'll find the energy. We will always find the time, the energy and the money to do that which is important to us, that which we still value. Mm -hmm. What people do is they lose the value of their relationship. So it drops down the priority ladder. Then we start saying, I don't have time. You have time for everything else. You spent how long watching my videos? You did definitely have time for your relationship. <laughs> definitely. It doesn't, end, doesn't take long. I think um, overall, in terms of planning date nights, it doesn't need to be some elaborate thing either. Um, it can just be, you know, sitting and talking or communicating or relaying the day those kind of things that just you know you can add into your normal day um so obviously yes we've realized that we need to communicate kind of what's the first steps that we need to go through in terms of communication I thought, right you know, well the things. first i think the core thing that i would say in terms of communication is ensuring that we're creating 
a safe place to communicate because some of us say that yeah i want i want us to communicate i want us to be able to talk about anything be open with me and when your spouse is open with you and they say something that you don't like or they have a slightly different perspective on things your attitude shifts right mm -hmm. so, <laughs> <Claire's> like, uh -huh. <laughs> so then it's really like actually don't communicate with me only say what i want to hear and then the walls closed closed down so i would say that the first step of really improving your relationship is being prepared to create a judgment-free safe zone for your partner and your spouse to to speak authentically right and that means that sometimes they will have a point of view an understanding or a perspective that does not align with you and you don't get it and you don't understand it and maybe you don't even like it mm -hmm. but they have to be allowed to speak their truth especially if you've asked for it yeah otherwise what we do is we create a fake sense of communication we can communicate on my terms if you say things that i like to hear but if you don't then we don't communicate Mm, I think number one question in our mum's group is just how do I get my husband to also communicate back to like back to me because maybe I am communicating in a way that I feel like I should but he's not necessarily like not maybe not the way I want it to be but I just don't feel like he's coming forth with anything I'm saying all these things and he's just like okay like that was it right so usually so what I would ask you is, what, has he always been that way, right? Mm -hmm. So let's presume that he has always been that way. Then you know that that's who he is because there's some people who just naturally aren't open. But you were dating him and you saw him that way and you married him and now you want to change him. Leave him alone. Figure out those times when he does open. There's usually a time where he's feeling a bit more relaxed or if he's very sparse, sparse with it, when he does start to speak, it's even more important that he's given the space and he's not made to feel judged when he opens up, right? So you take that moment. And the more that you give him that space, the more that you find he or she will do that. Yeah. Now, if they used to be nice and open with you, and now all of a sudden they're shut down, there's absolutely a reason why, and your job is to discover why. And it may be that when they have felt like they can be open with you, they said something and you got moody. Mm. Or they expressed something and you got angry. Or you keep correcting them. And particularly with men, let me give you this. The easiest way to cause a man to open up is to understand his ego and operate with it accordingly. Now, I do a lot of teaching about this on my wife's coaching program. But let me tell you that it's something that I call the double E formula. Men are women, women are emotions, men are ego. When you understand his ego and that a man will gravitate to the place where his ego is least challenged. In fact, it is more celebrated. They will open up all day long. That's why they've got a group of friends where they can just be themselves because their ego is not challenged there. But when he comes on to you, you're correcting him at every level. His ego is challenged, so he shuts down. Yeah. <laughs> Who did you just look over? No, no one's here. It's just me. It's just me. And I've even got headphones, so no one can hear anything. <laughs> uh, 
Um, someone said, um, how can we prepare for judgment slash criticism from our spouse if we are tender but willing to listen? Oh, I definitely go through this one. <laughs> so if I, how do we prepare for somebody giving us criticism? Yeah. Uh, right, especially if we've asked for it. Well, mm. you know what? This is, oh my gosh. Claire, if you, I used, to, my husband calls me, I think I've told you this before, ever ready tears because he says my tears are just, they're just. <laughs> so that's what you're called. You never told me that because everything <laughs> that I've had with, with a daisy, I was crying. She said, oh, here we go. Here we go. Tears again. Tears again. <laughs> Every session, Claire. <laughs> But literally, I am like that. But the thing is, is that before I, um, I would class myself, I didn't know at the time, but looking back, as highly emotionally immature. Now, one of the traits of somebody who is highly emotionally immature is that they really struggle with criticism, right? They really struggle with criticism. And every criticism is taken on such a personal level. And they see it as a cut down instead of an observation and an opportunity to grow. Mm -hmm. Right? And so if you want to prepare yourself, particularly like us women do, talk to me. How can I be a better wife? How can I improve and love you better? And then when they say, well, actually, um, I need you to do better in this. So you're saying that I don't do <laughs> Right. Prepare, prepare, yourself, <laughs> prepare yourself by by aligning with the idea of growth the opportunity to grow and also remember that this isn't somebody saying actually this is what i need from you it's not them saying you're not you know there's something wrong with you you're not worthy you're not loved it's just an area of need. And equally, you might have an area that you might be able to say to him, well, actually as well, this is an area that I think you can do better, right? Mm. But if you keep taking everything personally, the problem is not him or the other person. The problem is you and the level of emotional immaturity. Now, I describe emotional immaturity as the inability to understand, manage, and rationalize your own emotions, right? the inability to understand, manage, and rationalize them, question your own emotions, right? So these things hit you, you take it all personally, your emotions start to feel challenged, you don't like to hear anything bad about you, you feel like it's a reflection of your whole being, then you respond negatively, then guess what happens the next time you say, babe, let's have a heart to heart and open up and tell me how you really feel. He's like, nope. um, <laughs> Never fall in that trap again. <laughs> definitely, definitely. But even with that, you said like, you know, in terms of the male ego, if I come to him and say, oh, like, babe, I need you to do this, and then he feels challenged, how do I, um, late, like, express my needs without challenging his ego? Use praise. Okay. Use praise. So, oh, there's, there's two things there's either you either wait for him to do something that is in line with what you want him to do and mm. you give him lots of praise around that and then link do with it oh my gosh babe you're so you know that time that you cooked and everybody loved your food 
Like, we love it. You know, when you cook and the kids want to eat your food, I bet you're even a better cook than me. I cannot wait for you to cook again. In fact, you know what? Can you cook on Wednesday? You see what I did there? And his shoulders are like, yeah, because I am such a good cook. Yeah, yeah, of course I cook on Wednesday. But we, the approach that we usually take is, you never cook. I'm in this kitchen cooking every day. You never, you never help me in this place. You think that's motivated? Does that motivate you? Mm. It diminishes. <laughs> it diminishes the the ego. So I says this is like having a whole child. But let me challenge that because you require that same response too, or that same um, appreciation. Yes. Right. So the yeah. dance that he has to dance around because remember, men are very direct. They're very logical. Right. So a man wants to say to a guy, hey, man, you just rude, man. You don't... They just talk. And you see how men interact with each other. They don't do the dancing around that women do. But when it comes to you, he's got to think, right, okay, if I say it like this, she'll cry. <laughs> if, if I tell her this, she'll get upset. So he has to do a merry dance around you. He probably feels like it's, it's like dealing with a child. And this is another thing with women. We kind of have this sense of relationship um, high horse or righteousness, like we've got it all together. But actually, I mean, we've worked together, eh, Claire? We find actually, when we look at ourselves, we're like, hmm. Yeah, maybe we're yeah. not as righteous in this relationship as we like to think we are, okay? <laughs> yeah, I think it's that, um, is it almost a humbling? Like, oh, I need to humble myself to praise him to get more of what I want because it is very easy to say listen well you're not cooking you're not doing this you can't expect me to do this like it's so much easier to do that but then to come down and say actually you know there's this one like I'm trying to encourage you that encourage yeah it's it's, it's a tricky one it's a tricky one well here's the thing <laughs> let me say this about that real quick um science has proven Right. So even if you are in business with a team, that you are going to get more out of your team. Your team is going to be more motivated and they are going to want to show up for you more when you praise them for the good that they're doing, as opposed to correct and complain about what you're not happy with. Right. Mm. So this isn't just, you know, man to a woman. This is if I want to motivate someone to show up for me in the highest level, I have to use the power of praise as opposed to the disempowering power of complaining. Mm. OK, I'm, I'm going to try it for a week. I'll let you guys know. <laughs> It'll work. <laughs> <laughs> OK, Um so going through that, uh, another issue, I guess, would be um, um, identifying each other's love language. So obviously now, yes, we need to praise, um, we need to try and encourage, but in terms of love language, how do I know, how do I identify his love language, my love language to make us, you know. Great, great question. Great question. So the best way to identify your love language or your spouse's love language is by how they show up for you. So for example, when I want to express love to my partner, I am going to get his head and rest it on my bosom and stroke his head. And I'm going to say, babe, you are just so amazing. And I love you. And look at how you do. <laughs> because, and 
that shows me that my love language is words of affirmation and physical touch. Whenever I want to love on him, that's naturally what I gravitate to. When he wants to love on me, he will do stuff, right? He buys me things or he does stuff. And so his love language is acts of service and gifts. And I remember before I sort of learned all of this, there was one particular incident where we were sort of in the early throes of our relationship and he was at my flat then and I was like yes you know he's gonna come I've made some food right I've got some music we're gonna have a lovely time where I can stroke his head just his head (laughs) (laughs) and so I was like so that's my love language that is how I'm gonna show him my love right So he came and I cooked and everything was nice. And then he said, oh, yeah, let me take the dishes into the kitchen. So I said, great. I turned up the music. I'll wait for him to just put it in the kitchen and come back. I was like, babe, you're taking a while there. Yeah, I'll just wash up. I was like, no, just leave it. He's like, no, let me do it for you. He washed up. Ten minutes later, he's still in the kitchen. Fifteen. I went into the kitchen. I've seen this man, like, when I say cleaning, I mean behind the fridge, pulling out the cooker, I was like, (laughs) what is this whole man doing? I was, oh my God, I was so angry. Mm. I didn't know that his love language was service, right? So when he was doing all of that, that was him saying, oh my God, I love this girl, okay? And here's the thing so many of us our partners have been showing us they've been screaming at us i love you in their own language and because we don't get it that's not our language the message is lost in translation and we're sat there like this person don't care about me Mm -hmm. so that's how we figure it out you find out yours by what you naturally gravitate to so he will naturally grab i'll be laying in bed and i'll be like oh there's something hard under my pillow and I'll look underneath and there's a new, you know, bottle of perfume. He's a gift buyer. That's what he does. It took me a while to realize because I was there like, he doesn't, he doesn't touch me and kiss me and tell me I'm beautiful every day. He doesn't love me. That's my love language. Mm. You get? Yeah. So that's obviously, again, by obviously seeing the way the other person um, shows you love um well what did they tend to do like is your is your partner always saying to you oh you're always busy you're always on your phone when are we going to do this together come with Mm -hmm. me here come with me there you know that there's this quality time Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right if there if there's a kind of person where whenever she goes to the shop she's coming back with some even if it's a bar of chocolate she's coming back with something for you or she's going to go into the kitchen she's going to bake a cake for you or she she's her love language is gifts Mm -hmm. right so how she expresses it to you is how she wants it back or how he wants it back right if he's the type that's like well all you need to say is um i don't know i'm having problems with such and such and he's like right this is what we need to do let me do that for you i'm gonna do this and you know that his is acts of service right so mm-hmm. it's looking for what they naturally gravitate to and understanding that that is their love language. And just because it doesn't look like yours doesn't mean that their love is any less. Just means you don't understand it. He's speaking Japanese, you're speaking Punjabi. 
I don't know why I picked Punjabi. I just like <laughs> <myself. laughs> Yeah, very different. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that makes sense. That does make sense. And I think it, that gets lost in translation a lot um, because the guy is just, it's just not the same way. And it is hard to kind of meet you on your, meet, meet the other person on their level um if you aren't clear with what they're trying to show you because I think like, even me as you're speaking I'm trying to think mm, what does he do what does he do um it's yeah it does take a lot of a little bit of time to analyze um, just observe observe see how they show up for you see mm-hmm. how they show up for you and um start to appreciate that language right start to appreciate that language mm-hmm. um but you'll see it now that you start um observing you'll see it yeah how do we find time um in between like pockets of life because you might not feel like being loved but because you're so busy in life like i don't take a step back and be like oh this person hasn't even looked at me today you know um how do i find those little times in between to to just like show up for each other just you know, I find it interesting that people struggle with the time with this because mm. a simple text doesn't take 10 seconds. Mm. Right? Just lit. I mean, I did it to my husband just the other day. Yesterday, sorry. I mean, we do this nearly every day, right? Hey, babe, just thinking about you. Miss you today. Or when, when, um, I've got a couple of minutes. Just call him, not for a big, long conversation. Just wanted to hear your voice and just tell you that I love you. It's not a big deal. He goes to the shops on his way home to buy a couple of things as he's coming in. As he's in the supermarket, he passes the flowers. He picks one up. He picks a bouquet up. It's part of his shop. Didn't take him any longer. Yeah, Daisy needs to find, tell us what section of Amazon she looked to find her man because <laughs> no guys this is a lot of work like honestly your program as well um you can introduce that right now as well so these things don't just come overnight i believe i believe it's definitely a process of work work through we have to discuss it we both have to be willing as well because you didn't just wake up and he was you know 10 nope. years ago he was doing it Listen, and 10 years ago, I used the power of praise the mm-hmm. power of praise did that let me tell you something Mr. Chiwako was a those hard is a you know big muscly African man you know what I mean like didn't really do this whole romance sending me texts every minute buying me flowers every other day didn't really do that but mm-hmm. when instead of complaining about the fact that he didn't when he showed up even remotely in the slightest romantic way. I made such a big deal out of it and made this man feel like, cheese, right? Like, he wanted to feel like that more and more. So he would do more because I made him feel like, and I would say this, when you do this for me, it just makes me melt. It just makes me desire you more, right? But what we would do is, you know, he comes in with, one rose or one flower. Well, you know, my friend gets a whole bouquet. <laughs> okay, do you know what I mean? Like, or, I don't know, wakes up in the morning and says, you know what, let me sort out the kids today. Okay, thanks. Not recognising that that was 
I mean, I'm not saying everything needs a pat on the back, yeah. right? But, but sometimes, yeah, it really does. And it makes someone be like, oh, yeah, she likes that. And the other thing I'll say about that is say what you need in a non-accusatory, accusatory? Mm, accusation. Yes. No. Yeah, yeah, we know it's okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, it's I, just I completely. Say <laughs> what you mean in a non-accusomething way. Yeah. So, you know, my my love language is words of affirmation. Didn't really come natural to him. It's like, why do you need to sort of hear this stuff all the time? Well, because I do, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I stopped complaining about it. Okay, and I just, I just started to say, and I made it playful. I'd be like, oh, babe, tell me something. You've not told me something today. And I'll, I'll be like, oh, I know what you're going to say. I'm the most beautiful woman in the world, right? Make it playful. I took all the pressure. Away. You've got to show up for me like this. You've got to do this to me every day. Took all that because that's challenging. What I did is align with him. Tell me something. And he would say, okay. Da, 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 da. Thanks, babe. It makes me feel great. And whenever he slips and forgets, I'd be like, oh, babe, tell me something. So that mm-hmm. is just do it. Not you don't do this. You're supposed mm-hmm. to remember. If it doesn't come natural to them, not everything does come natural to everyone. You know? You said that I should mention the Wives Coaching course, right? Mm-hmm. So this is a group coaching program because this year I am super, like, I'm just so passionate about women understanding and knowing that they are the good thing. And I think that's because I got to the end of 2021 and I just felt the balance has shifted so much where women have become so fearful, have, lo- have, have gone into marriage as a queen, but then very quickly took off the crown and put on a, a housemaid outfit, right? Do you know what I mean? Like, we just completely lost ourselves. Also, we have disconnected with the very unique feminine power that was given to us that made us extremely powerful and authoritative not in a controlling manner in our relationship but from a place where our husbands on a masculine level is directly attracted to the feminine energy right and i really needed women to understand that they were the good Thing. I wanted to teach women how to understand their husband's ego, how to become his number one passion, um, how to reconnect with their sensuality and sexuality, and how to absolutely utilize their feminine energy to bring radical transformation to their relationship. We kick off on the 18th of January, so it's next week, Tuesday. Not many spaces left. Um, there's a load of training videos and worksheets for you to go through over the eight weeks. And also every two weeks, I do a live teaching and Q&A, which is absolutely very powerful. Sounds amazing, amazing. Um, how long did you say it was for? Eight weeks. Eight weeks, so two months, literally, you can transform your relationship and transform the way you look at yourself as well. That's think, the important thing, yeah. Claire, because... A lot of us are sitting back and waiting, waiting for this great relationship. And we're waiting for him to do something, to change, right? Or we're saying, God, just do something. Give me a miracle, right? And we just, we're just literally letting every day go past while we're in a mediocre relationship that we're not happy with. 
But mm. what if I told you that actually you have the power to radically transform things yourself when you shift, when you change everything else by the very law of this uniform, universe has to shift alongside you. It has to. It's not even only spiritual, it's physics. It's science. Mm-mm. It has to happen. But we're waiting. I don't want you to wait anymore. I want you to make a decision as to the type of the quality of relationship that you want to have. Get the wisdom, the knowledge of how to do it. And it starts with you. It always starts with you. Is this just for married, like a married woman? or if No, I'm single? really good. It's for women who are married or preparing right and i'm very passionate about the women who are preparing for marriage to do this because you and i know you know we get in everybody feels like they're the most in love couple in the world i mean we're we're the one couple (laughs) isn't it right yeah make it and i really pray that you do but there are some things that if you can just get this if i could have had this knowledge Mm -hmm. that i teach other people now if i could have had that to start with there would have been a lot of pain, anguish, bad habits, oh, tears yeah. that I wouldn't have had to have gone through. And I think, it, again, in that state of, oh, we're a new couple, and we're, there's, there's things that you probably haven't even experienced as a couple that you don't even know that's going to happen. Um, so just being able to, like, um, what's that thing called again? It's like, not like bulletproof but just i'm preempting what i've got like yeah. a solid foundation more having like a solid foundation um someone said how can she sign up if you go to my instagram page and hit the link tree link it's the first link it's called the oh i didn't even give you the title <laughs> listen to so the excited. title claire it is the feminine empowered and confident wife i love it do you love it yeah, I do. I do. Daisy was <laughs> definitely telling me about searching inside for my femininity and bringing that out and being a bit more like conscious of how I talk and the way I'm trying to extract information or extract the good man out of my husband. Like, it's definitely um, the way to go and definitely will be blessed by the course. Um, so, yeah, signing up, link in her bio. Um, so yeah, get there's only a few places left as well. So yeah, just it's, I'm only doing fifteen because I like to really pour into each person that's on it. Yeah, that makes sense. And obviously, having a closer knit group is um, exactly. allows you to to do. Um, every every time I'm trying to book a session with a Daisy as well, this is fully booked. So <laughs> getting get time with her is is like precious like you it's not a time that you can waste because yes this is this is booked and busy all the time all the time so make sure you do um get onto that course early um okay so how do i know that the problems that are happening now are either temporary or permanent like what how how can i differentiate it's a really really good question and here's the truth you don't know. Mm. You, you don't know. Um, and I think that that's where knowing what you're prepared to deal with, mm. having 
boundaries within marriage people get uncomfortable when i say have boundaries within marriage you definitely do need to have boundaries within your marriage um knowing how much you're willing to give right is so important and also knowing that when you when you sign up to this thing called marriage i think you should sign another contract that says acceptance or something <laughs> because part of the life with living with another person i mean we call it sacrifice we call it compromise but actually it's a lot of acceptance and the ability to look at somebody and say okay you've got all this that's amazing but there's this thing that oh my god <laughs> yeah and i'm going to accept you what's and all right now acceptance doesn't mean that you leave yourself in a toxic relationship listen let me just put this out there because people misunderstand me i'm a marriage and relationship coach that is not for people living and dying in marriage mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right i want people to have full thriving lives okay but also at the same time we have to realize that the journey of life is not a straight line there's humps and bumps in the road in anything that we get into. And somehow we get married and we expect it to be a straight line. And we expect our person's journey to, to change. And let me say this, just because your husband married you did, does not mean that his life journey, his very unique destiny and life journey stopped. Mm -hmm. There's certain things in his life to be able to fully reach the destiny and be the person that he needs to be. There's certain things that he has to go through. And some of it is not going to be pleasant. Sometimes he needs to be broken. Sometimes he needs to be built up. Sometimes he needs to fall. Sometimes he needs to rise. Sometimes he needs to go left. As we all do sometimes he's going to make the most stupid decision and you're going to be like, well, literally like, what? <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because his life journey continues. It doesn't end when he got with you. And so that's why it's important to be in a relationship based on love where you're saying, listen, through this winding, turning, upping and downing journey of life, we stand alongside each other. Mm -hmm. And again, let me say this to you women. It's very easy. It's very easy for us women to stand or climb on that high horse and completely judge our husbands on their life journey. Right? But what you need to do is look in on yourself and recognize that actually you've made some mistakes too. Mm -hmm. And your desire in your low point in your point where you're weak, in your point where you're confused, in your point where you were led astray, in your point where, you know, you made the worst decision of life, you would want to know that there is somebody who says, you know what, in the midst of her mess, I love her. Mm -hmm. I love her and I'll stand by her. That's what marriage is all about. And I find that a lot of people get married and they don't want to 
we, I will love you and support you as long as you are being and operating and in this place that really, really is comfortable for me. The moment your life journey takes you down a road that's a bit dark, and because I'm your wife, I have to go down that dark road with you. You are on your own. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So there's no guarantees. There's no, there's no sort of, all right, you know, this won't be an everlasting thing. But let me tell you this, the amount of things that you can cause to change will shock you. Mm. The amount of things, the amount, particularly as a woman, the amount of power of influence that you have shocks you. I mean, even just go to the Bible. I didn't mean to sort of get teachy preachy on here. But... We're here now. Right? Let's go. <laughs> right? Let's go to the Bible where Peter was saying, um, he said, Okay, in, in Peter, he says, he starts Peter by saying, likewise, ye wives, submit to your own husbands. It's not that one I'm talking about. It's the one where he says, right, when you are with a man who is not saved, by your conduct, you can turn in towards you. Now, we take it as, and it doesn't say not saved, I can't remember the words it used, but we take it as, if he is a sinner and you want to bring him to Christ by your conduct. Actually, what Peter is showing us, what the Lord is showing us in that is a woman's unique power of influence. We talk too much as women. The women of today, we talk too much because we're completely disconnected with that feminine power of influence, Right? And my husband is the first one to say the man that he is today was just through my influence. Me knowing who I am, me setting my intention for the quality of life and me being it first, right? Me being it first. So I set my intention that I have a peaceful marriage. My marriage is peaceful. I affirm it. I I accept it so that it is done in the spirit there's a whole teaching around that right and and i see it as the truth now many people stop there but then what you have to do is start to operate in it so he can be doing what he's doing right but you're like well in my world in the marriage that i've agreed in the spirit we have wait i mean we our marriage overflows with peace so I walk in peace, I speak in peace, I operate in peace, right? Mm -hmm. And the power of influence eventually, over time, shifts him. And there's people, when you've had a look back, sometimes we do it unconsciously. There's, some, there's people on this line right now where you know that just your influence has shifted, even if it's not your spouse, people around you. That's why the Bible says, you know, watch the, pe watch the people around you because by their conduct, you're going to become like them. Mm -hmm. So what if you can do that with just friends and people you work with? Imagine the person that you have sex with, the amount of power, of influence you have, right? But we reject it and we say, because of fear, that's why. We reject it and we go to moaning, groaning, crying, we go to our weak place. We become victims. That's what we do. We shift mm -hmm. from a place of authority and we stand firmly in victimhood. Mm -hmm. Just to raise a point as well, she, did, she doesn't believe it dies in your marriage. This is not for struggle, love. This is not struggle, Not about love. it. We're talking about... 
not about <laughs> it. Keep that clear. If you're struggling, that's a completely different thing. Um, because it's not every marriage that you have to stay in, and not every marriage you have to be wishing to turn around. Some things is just it's not it's not of God, so there's no point um of doing that. Um someone said, Yeah, fear is like comfort. Yeah, I'd rather just stay where I know and what I know rather than pushing forward to something new. Yeah. Well, one that's one of the I'm I just did a live and um before and I mentioned that as one of the things that we have to drop in twenty twenty two and that mm. is operating in our marriage from a place of fear. Mm-hmm. So disempowering. So disempowering. And it's a game changer when you operate in your relationship from a place of love. Also, and if there's anybody in this on this live right now who is operating from a place of fear, I want you to face it face that fear what are you afraid of you're afraid of failing you're afraid of divorce you're afraid of being disappointed face the fear and i i had to do that because i realized that oh my god i put my husband on such a high pedestal that was almost as if if he let me down or if this marriage failed i would die i had to Mm -hmm. face that fear and i got to a point where i was like oh wait a minute actually with him it's great oh my god i adore that man with him it's awesome but guess what? He's not my destiny keeper. It's not in him I live, move and have my being. <laughs> he doesn't even give me the breath to wake up in the morning. He mm-hmm. is a mere human being. A mere human being who I absolutely adore greatly. But a mere human being. You have to get to that point where with him, it's ideal, great, love it. But without him, I'm still great. So that shifts everything. So now I'm not showing up in my relationship all desperate. Oh, we've had a conflict. It's the end. (laughs) Right? He went out. Oh, my God, he's leaving me. Oh, you know, everything's Mm -hmm. so like. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm not here because I'm afraid of losing you. I'm here because I love you. Yeah. It's a mindset shift. Absolutely. What would you say um, are the top kind of, three or four um, points of conflict in um, a marriage or relationship. Right, right. Let me not do the deep version. <laughs> no, everyone's okay. got to, they've got to sign up to the course or they've got to DM you for a private Right, yeah, okay. <laughs> I always thought of overgive and it's like, yeah, you just told us everything a Daisy, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> no, guys, if we listen... We, listen and listen back because there's a lot of information in this live regardless but if you want the real real then yeah <laughs> let's 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 go back into let's go into the dms and sign up um and then yeah. you can obviously get it from a personal point of view as well yeah. um but yeah in terms of conflicts what, what, are, we, right. what are we fighting about in these marriages we are fi- oh, we're <laughs> fighting about money we're mm-hmm. definitely fighting about money we're fighting about sex. I don't know why people fight about sex. I do know why people fight about sex, but I just think, oh gosh, of all the things to be fighting about, right? Mm-hmm. Sex is right up there. We're yeah. fighting about parental approach. It's a huge one for mm. couples. Mr. Chwaka and I used to fight about parental approach until I figured something out or he figured something out. And in-laws, mm. right? In-law yeah. stroke sort of friends. Out, let's call it outside influence. Yeah. Right? So finances, sex, 
parenting and outside influence. They're the four mm-hmm. things right at the top of um, of the conflict list. But let me say, let me just say this real quick about conflicts. Mm-hmm. An argument can only happen when two people are determined to pull each other, force each other to seeing things from their point of view. And it's a force, right? Because I could, you could have said to a Daisy, what's the top thing? And I said finance. And you would have said, a Daisy, I think it's, it's sex. And I go, no, it's finance. No, it's sex. No, suddenly we're arguing because I'm like, you have to see it from my perspective. You're like, no, you're going to see it from... But then we don't do that when we're like, okay, that's interesting that you see it from your perspective and I respect your perspective and it's absolutely fine for you to. It's absolutely fine for me to. Then the only question is, how do we find a middle ground? And that's Mm. not even a battle. That's just from a mutual respect point of view. The conflict happens where you believe you are right and the other person believes they are right and then pride comes in or arrogance comes in where you're saying actually you're wrong for seeing things the way you see it that's arrogance Mm. i'll leave it there i was gonna say how do we come how do we have healthy healthier arguments because sometimes (laughs) like if i'm if we're arguing and he's saying certain things i'll be like listen I hear what you're saying, but what I'm really hearing is that you're saying this, this, this. Is this, like, is this true? Like, rather than take... Let me ask you this. What if it is true? What if that's genuinely how he sees it? What if Mm. he looks at the sky and he sees it as dark grey, but you're looking at it and you're saying, seeing as it's sky blue, and you're like, well, how can you see it as dark grey? And he's like, genuinely, to me, it's dark grey. Who's wrong? And who are you to say that he's wrong? You might not agree with it. And maybe he is wrong. But And this time from his perspective, that's how he sees it. Mm. So why are you even questioning? Question it to understand him, but don't question him from a point of you're wrong, I'm right. Because that's arrogance. Yeah. Okay. So healthy is finding the middle ground. Like, okay, get it from your point of view, but I see it like this. There's, and that's there's no, okay. There's no winners. So there's going to be lots of times when we don't act, we can leave it there. Okay, yeah, you see it that way, I see it that way, and that's okay. Do you know the Do you know the amount, the almost instant cutting of arguments that happened in our marriage when we just decided to do that to just appreciate that we've both got different perspectives? Because there's lots of things that we argue about that we don't actually need to meet in the mi- middle. It's just, mm. it's just okay. You see it that way, I see it that way. All right, cool great we're two different people and that's okay and then there's sometimes when we have to do a dance where i i will say well this isn't how i see it but on this occasion i'm happy to go with you because i trust that whatever your perspective is you're not doing anything from a place of you want to pull me down you you genuinely believe this but sometimes he does that where he's like and he says it a lot of times probably more than me was like okay we'll fine we'll go your way and that's okay too mm-hmm. i want to say this one more time it's okay for you not to agree guys you don't, you don't have to agree on everything. That's one of the beauties of this. Two different people with two different perspectives, two outlooks. And, you know, that's, that's the adventure. Like, wow, I don't even know your brain worked that way. It's so weird, but okay. <laughs> it's, a, it's, that, it's that accepted. It's like, 
there's just a little portion of me that's like, no, no, he must be my brother. <laughs> He's wrong. Like, you are just wrong. <laughs> You're just wrong. I'm not going to find no middle ground. I don't want to hear it. Like, it's what it is. Well, you know what? In those, in those situations, I find that, again, that powerful woman, that life, the truth will always be out. At some point, life has a way of justifying and not bringing out the truth. So there was a time when I would challenge my husband on every decision because I'd be like, no, that's wrong. You don't do it that way. You don't scoff about it that way. All it did was make him put up walls, right? Mm. It's always challenging his point of view. Bear in mind, his point of view that he fully believes is right. Mm. And no, I don't do that. This is my approach. Drop a word and go. Drop the word and go. Right? Babe, this is what I think. Blah, 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 blah. But you're a wise guy. You love this family. I know you'll make the best decision. And I'll leave him with it. I'll leave him with it. Two things going to happen. One, or three things. One, he goes his own, own way. And actually, he's right. Great. Two, he goes his own way and he's wrong. Then he's like, crap, my wife actually told me. She didn't challenge me though, but she told me. So because I didn't challenge him, his heart is open to the idea of, I should listen to my wife more. If I challenge him, his heart becomes, I'm sick of her always telling me. Goody <laughs> mm, t-shirts. Right? Everything. Yeah. Right? So let me just get hard with my results. <laughs> yeah. Right? That makes sense. Yeah. Or I'm right, which again, you know, so the best way, drop a word and go. And women, let me say this to you. Allow your man to fail. Allow him. Leave him alone. Let him learn. He's got to learn a few things. Leave him alone. You may say, I want a, I want a leader. I want somebody that will lead my household. I want him to be the priest of the house. But then the moment that he tries to do something, you want to control the whole thing. Leave him alone. Mm. Yeah, there's a Let word. There's a, there's a word in there. There's a word in there for someone because that is is it's hard. And again, it's not something that's going to happen overnight. But if you are more aware of these kind of things that you are doing, because sometimes it is just I know I know this, so I'm gonna just you know impact. Like there might be a, there's a time when um my daughter fell down and it was like my my husband's fault he made that fall down and my instinct thing is like to obviously go to her and he's like no I can deal with it like I can calm her down kind yeah. of thing so then obviously I feel like oh, no like it should be my job but again you have to allow them to because at the same time at the same time we would say do you know what I'm always the one that's here you don't yeah. show up why do I have to be the one that's always comforting her right so we would complain then when he wants to show up and be the one that's comforting you're like oh, no that's my job <laughs> yeah 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 definitely we're gonna go back a bit there's a question he said um that said how do you address fear about being hurt from infidelity or the fear of infidelity so it's not happened it's just a fear okay let me talk let me talk about because it'll go quite deep with the fear of infidelity. So let me talk about fear. I think it might have happened. It says, how do you address the fear about being... Okay, yeah, so I guess it hasn't happened It's yet. like, it's, yeah. you fear that it's it going to happen. happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and here's the danger. <laughs> Try not to go too deep. 
here's how you address well one of the ways that you can address fear after outside of facing it head on which i can't teach you about now the other thing is asking yourself and somebody said it in my life first of all i'm going to write down all my fears i'm fear of infidelity fear of this fear of that and then i want you to go away and i want you to write a list of all your desires right so you're very aware of your fear of infidelity but let's flip it right so what do you want instead right i want a relationship that is so secure I want a trusting and open relationship. I want a relationship where I am absolutely certain of my husband's love for me and passion for me, right? And I would turn that list into a set of affirmations. My relationship is so secure. I am secure in my husband's love. I am his number one prize joy, right? Call those things that aren't as though they are. Use the power of your tongue to breathe life instead of giving life to the fear okay so fear of infidelity fear of failure fear of divorce fear of disappointment whatever it is you switch it I, I don't know if i gave this scripture to you when we were working together claire but um it was um proverbs chapter 10 verse 24 it says the fears of the wicked overwhelm them I'm not saying that you're wicked but fears overwhelm us right but then that scripture goes on to say but the desires of the righteous are granted. Fears overwhelm, desires are granted. We spend our time focusing on, I'm afraid, I'm afraid, I'm afraid, I'm afraid. They overwhelm us. You switch your focus, right? What actually, what is it that I want? Great, turn them into affirmations. Speak it and then operate in it. Not fear go. Yeah, that makes sense. It is that power of the sun because it you only you only um what's so it the only thing that comes forward is what you like put your thoughts into you're only going to think of what you put your thoughts into so if you put your thoughts into something good and obviously you are saying that affirmations then what's that manifesting you manifest what you want and you know you, you breathe life into what you want your desires rather than um the fears well you have to know it's a very funny dance because on one hand you're a conscious creator you are a creator you're a co-creator with christ mm. um so your thoughts are things and they do create but on the flip side you also have to know that your partner is his own person mm. you can't control the situation right so um you know, a lot of women spend their time like, how can I make him not cheat? There's no such thing as making him not cheat, hmm. right? And, and that's, a, that's a control thing based on fear, right? So focus on your desires, focus that I'm here for love. If this thing happens, I get the opportunity, my choice, I'm either going to deal with this work on it fighting it through or i'm gonna draw a line here and leave but it's all my choice i'm in control i'm here for love i'm not gonna spend my time being afraid of another human being's decision yeah guys put your questions through now this is flowing put the questions through because um yeah it is it is one of those things and i think again stereotypes play into that obviously you know when we started working together i was men are trash men are this men are that <laughs> <laughs> you, the trash thing was so real for you 
Like literally, she just came with a trash can with there was just men in there. Like did you see this trash can? It's just full of just right. men. Yeah. <laughs> they will disappoint you today, they will disappoint you tomorrow, they will disappoint you next week. That's it. That's all I that's all I knew. That's all I felt in my head. Like guys. How do you it. feel now? Um I feel like there's a selective few that will just never change. But overall, um, I think in terms of you, you, you get you, you whatever you put in is what you get out as well. So I feel like um, if you learn to build and support and trust, and obviously, as you said, use your femininity, um, you'll get the best out of um, the guys. Not all men are trash. Well, Not all there men are, are there trash. Are, there are so like, a few. <laughs> you can't do anything about them. Any, they can get any girl, and they're still just finished. <laughs> um, but someone said, "Do you? How do you actually trust after after infidelity?" Right. It's not your responsibility. Right. Mm -hmm. It's not your responsibility. It's not something that you force, and it's not something that your partner can demand of you. That's a mistake people make. Right, you just got to trust me. Um, based on what exactly? <laughs> right? There's a reason that they say trust is built, right? So it's, it's definitely built, but here's the thing. It's built by the person who seeks to be trustworthy, not by the person who is to give trust. Let me say it again. It's built by the person who seeks to be trustworthy, the only thing that you need to worry about, two things. One, forgiveness. Full, whether you want to stay, whether you want to run to the high heels and go straight to a solicitor and get divorced, you still have to forgive if you want to move on and find healing and behold, right? The second thing you need to focus on is being open to re-education. And when I say re-education, this is what I mean. Your partner's infidelity has taught you, side of them, it's taught you that he can let you down, right? Mm -hmm. He's very much definitely um, capable of breaking the trust, right? Well, once you guys decide, right, we are going to work on this again, you have to be open to observing and being retaught. Now, he's the one giving the lessons, Every day, by how he's acting, being open, humbling himself, showing you that, listen, with this little thing, I'm being open and honest, even with the, the difficult things, even with the hard things, I'm being honest, I'm being open, I'm being transparent. And day by day, as long as you remain open, right, allowing him to show you that he, 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 you can trust him, you begin to build the trust. Now, let me warn you. When people say, I've forgiven, they often feel like, okay, once I've forgiven, I should be able to trust. Not this. Forgiveness and trust, two completely different things. Different. I can forgive you, but it doesn't mean that all of a sudden I trust you. I gave this analogy to you, Claire, where <clears throat> me, and my part, me and my neighbor, we share the same pathway. And they have a dog. <clears throat> this is hypothetical. And I don't use a dog because... You know, it's a man that's cheating, but it's just an analogy that works, okay? Men are dogs as well. <laughs> we share the same track. And every time I walk out to go to work, the 
the dog is there and he's always been fine. Nice, chirpy little dog, very happy. I'm completely comfortable. I walk straight and confidently down my pathway. One day this dog loses his mind and he jumps out of me and he bites my leg, right? He bites my leg. If the shoe fits, stop it. <laughs> And, and and I'm scared. I'm like, what the hell? I didn't even know this dog could bite like this. The neighbor comes out, apologizes, buys me a box of chocolate the next day, reassures me this is not who this dog is, right? He'll never do this again. This is going to be a good little doggy. I say, all right, I forgive the doggy. He's always been good to me. He's done this bad thing, but I forgive the dog. But when I walk out to work the next day, guess what? With all the forgiveness in my heart, I don't walk straight down the path. I'm kind of walking like this, naturally, because I don't yet trust this doggy. I've forgiven him, but I do not yet trust him. Naturally, right? So now, whose responsibility is it to show me it's okay, you can walk down the path? It's the dog. How does the dog do that? By every day. Every day, just being a nice, good doggy, right? Doing a little panting. <laughs> you see, I'm here, woof, woof. But I ain't going to bite you. And over time, as I'm observing, yeah, okay, I walked down the path. He didn't bite me. Oh, great. Yesterday, what? He didn't bite me. I'm building in trust. Mm-hmm. You guys are only liking this analogy because of the dog, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As I said, if the shoe fits. <laughs> you guys are so wrong. <laughs> Someone said if okay, but what if the um what if it's what about when the woman is the one that cheated? Same thing. Mm. Same thing. And let me use this opportunity to say this. Somebody um somebody put this on my TikTok. Something they uh, they alluded that it's only men, guys. If you knew, I mean, it even shocked me last year. The amount of women who are cheating in their relationships, right? The amount of couples that I've coached last year where it was the man coming broken to... I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen a man broken, Mm -hmm. right? Their wives cheating. Multiple affairs, some of them. Um, And here's the other thing. Women will do a whole deep emotional affair. I mean, when we do an emotional affair, geez. Mm right so um it's the same thing yeah <laughs> natasha um, i'm gonna change this analogy because of you <laughs> i think the dog works best the dog works best it's easy to remember put ourselves in that situation every day yeah it's the man who's the dog but um yeah someone else asked another question said how do you balance working with your spouse when you feel like your ideas are mostly turned down yeah yeah i think i would use the same thing so <clears throat> drop the word and go and let them consi- let him consistently see that your idea would have been the better idea right um there's that and then there's number 2 where the areas where you can sort of show up and shine, do it, mm. right? Absolutely do it. Take that opportunity to do that. I mean, my husband and I have just sort of gone into to business together. And I'll tell you something, I'm a little bit like, oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> 
oh, give me strength, <laughs> you know? Mm. But um, I think what's important is that, and it's a very difficult balance because you don't want to be trying to lord it in in business and lord it at home, you know? So drop a word and go, let him see that you're, at the end of the day, we want to, with business, you want to see the, the ideas that bring the most profit. Right? And at some point, somebody's going to say, actually, this girl is flipping amazing at this. And when she says these things and we don't listen, right? it doesn't work. We've got to start listening. But you've got to do that in a way where it's not, you see, I told you so. Right? Mm. I think that that's, that's what I do. And, and grow with it. Slowly but surely, things will change. You know, I remember there was a time when my husband did, I used to feel like, wow, is it because it's come out of my mouth that you just, it's almost as if, I mean, anybody could tell him, give him advice about something. He'd be like, yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, you're right. You know what? Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, thank you for that. That's such wise advice. If I would say the same thing, he'd be like, no, you don't know anything. No, what do you mean? Yeah. No, you don't. Yeah. I'd be like, what the? I'm actually spitting wisdom to this guy. He's just not. <laughs> I, think there, I think there is an element of that because my dad does that to my mum. My mum will call me, tell your dad this, 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 because he'll listen to you. He won't listen to me. So, yeah, there's right. an element of that stubbornness that they have, definitely. Right. Drop a word and go. Drop a word and go. Here's the trick with the drop a word and go. You've said it. Make sure you're very clear, right? Mm -hmm. I've said it. Back it with, well, you're going to make the right choice. And then be sure that when it fails, you don't say, you see, mm -hmm. I told you so. You never listened to me. Forget that, right? He's not stupid. He'll remember. Oh, crap, she said it. She said it. And a few times of doing that, and you not sort of using it as an opportunity to lord it over him, you become his number one advisor. There's nothing, there's nothing that my husband wants, needs advice on that he doesn't come and speak to me about. And my mm. word is listened to. Why? I played the long game. I'm a drop a word and go. I'm going to leave you to make your own choice. If you mash up, I'm here. If you succeed, I'm here. Build trust. It means that it's safe for me to be a failure. It's safe for me to make the wrong decision. It's safe for me to say to my wife, babe, I actually don't know what I'm doing here. Help me. Mm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of unlearning that we've got to do, guys. <laughs> it is second nature to say, yeah, see, like, and I know I'm talking about, yeah, that whole accusing him of, like, failing is, it is second nature um so we do have to be on his side remember that you're a team as well so if he fails you fail in a way i guess absolutely um, yeah someone asked a question um what about when you feel unevenly yoked in all areas and can't find balance the unevenly yoked thing yeah and when you say in all areas, like everything, like you didn't notice this before you got together. <laughs> you know, on evenly yoked on everything. So here's the thing, you have, you have that thing of the acceptance again, right? Yeah. Because the, the wanting to be evenly yoked is wanting somebody to see things how you see it on everything. Mm. or let me take it somewhere else i hear people say i guess another way of saying we're unevenly yoked is that we're opposites right 
We just don't see things. We just don't approach life the same way. We're opposites, right? And what we want, we want another per we want another person to be like us. And people tend to think that, oh my god, I want to, I want to, he's just like me, right? And if it's the opposite, it's not going to work. Now I want you to think about this. Put your business owner head on. Imagine you're a business owner. I believe some of you here might be, and you want to bring on a teammate. Is the wisest thing to bring on somebody exactly like you with the same skills, sees things the same way as you, same gifting, has the same approach as you? No, because mm. where's the benefit? What else are you going to learn? Where are you going to grow? Like, yeah. you know, what opportunities do you have? That's rubbish, right? But what you want is someone who's opposite that's going to challenge your thinking a little bit, open you up to a different way of seeing things, who has completely different giftings and strengths. And that's, let me go Bible again. In the Bible, God says, in your weakness, I am strong. Oh, come on. In your weakness, I am strong. So in the areas that you're judging him, I say, yeah, well, he's weak in this and weak in that. We are just not equal. We are just not equally yoked. You <laughs> that's, down there. That's <laughs> down okay right <laughs> in those things well this is your opportunity to be the strength and i can hazard a guess that there's areas of strengths that he has where you are completely weak mm. and that's your opportunity for so now you've got a really strong team because all sides are covered right all sides are covered. People say, Daisy, why, do you, why is it only you doing this marriage thing and sharing your story and doing, where's your husband? Well, my husband, hey, this whole thing, he can't think of anything worse to sitting here doing this live. He's like, he can't think of anything worse. Yeah. Right? We are complete opposites. I see the mountain and I'm like, okay, there's gold on the other side, but there's water over there. Heck, let's just jump. <laughs> right? And he's the type that's like, actually, let's sit down, let's plan. How can we build the boat? Let's do this, let's do that. Now, we used to clash because mm -hmm. of that. Because I'd be like, why can't you be more like me? You just got to go for things. You just got to do this. You gotta... Right? I used to do that. We are so unequally yoked. <laughs> right? I used to do that. Until I realized, wow, there's a gift, there is a, a quality in him that I don't have. That calm approach, that thing where, you know, I don't need to be all in this sort of social media thing. That thing of, yes, I will analyze and critically assess the situation before. Listen, there are strengths I do not have, but now mm. I do have them because we're one. So here's what I say to you. Stop judging him and start to see those areas that, that you don't have as strengths in him mm. and honor them. In his weakness, you were made strong, vice versa. Okay. That is a message. Um, someone said, I can't receive instruction and encouragement it's because the trust relationship has been broken due to infidelity so i question all advice because i don't think he has my best interest i have yeah and that makes sense because you don't trust him mm. and that listen and that's okay mm. that's okay 
right? And all I would say to you is to communicate that to him. I don't mm -hmm. trust you, but I am open to learning how to trust you again. And this is how I need you to show up for me. I need the honesty. I need transparency. And, and listen, you know, listen, if you've been through infidelity, what people want to do is quickly brush it under the carpet. They don't want to do the work, right? They just want to move on, get back. Let's just get back to how it was real quick because it hurts so bad. But let me tell you that there is no avoiding this, right? Yeah. And until the people that are the most successful are the ones that lean in and prepare to do the work, heal properly and create a new relationship. You can't just go back to having the old relationship that you had. In fact, the old relationship is dead. After right? infidelity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's rendered dead, right? And now we're creating a new relationship. So many people just want to brush it under the carpet and some days they can ignore that big, massive mountain of pain and hurt and disconnection and lack of trust. But other days they trip over it and they trip over it hard. Right? So if you have been in, in, gone through infidelity, I would encourage you to get the help so that you don't keep going round and round and round in circles for years. Mm -hmm. Someone also said what would you do if your partner cheats but doesn't apologize or show remorse there's a very big issue there and okay. i would really question the relationship because it's obvious when somebody commits something like that and has no remorse and isn't apologetic then it means that they've they have done this act based on a complete lack of value and a core belief that it's okay mm. right and you can't force that to change in him so here's the thing remember that in this life it's your life you get mm. to choose what happens right so now you can't control him and that's okay that's all right they've made a choice you can set a, draw a line and say, actually, I want to be in a relationship where even, let's say we do fall into a pit or we have a problem. They value me and this relationship enough to come to a place of remorse. If that doesn't, but if not doing that doesn't align with your, with your own boundary for yourself, just that, Anita, you choose what's right for you. Many people will be like, oh, you know, I could, um, I'm in this situation, but I'm stuck. I'm stuck. Nobody is stuck anywhere. Nobody keeps you stuck. You choose to be stuck. And that's why I'm so passionate about saying, if you are unhappy in a relationship, you either do something about it or leave. Now, the church wants to crucify me for saying that, right? But we're either working towards an improved, thriving marriage, or we're dying. Mm-hmm right so if you have decided that you're going to stay then you stay and you do the work and if you're with somebody who is not apologetic and let me be clear because sometimes an apology has come and because we're so hurt we're looking for something else so be sure that it's not that but if it's very clear no remorse not apologetic hear this loud and clear your life is just that it's your life. Nobody gets to control it or your destiny but you. Mm -hmm. 
I did not say go and divorce him or I just don't say Daisy said I should leave you. That's not what she said. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what she said, but if you need a clearer answer, definitely enter her DMs and um, <laughs> you'll get a clearer answer, personal, personal answer, because sometimes she does need to tell you, just leave him. <laughs> <laughs> Well, right. depends, depends on the situation. Right, but um, not, not on this platform where I'll get crucified. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, how do you deal with a man whose words never match his actions or promises? Oh, gosh. Yeah. Because the thing is that actions, actions speak louder than words. However, I just want you to be clear of, you know, sometimes... You know, some people can have a learned behavior, a way of dealing with life that they have practiced, that they've been in. They've seen it from their parents. They were raised in it. They've lived that way for a long time. And then that behavior is challenged and they recognize it's not bringing them the results that they want. It is not good. And so mm -hmm. from their heart's desire, they speak, right? I want to do better. I want to show up better for you right? I am going to, and sometimes I mean it. I mean, it's a bit like me, January. It's like, that is it. I am not eating chocolate cake. And I spoke it out. And about three days ago, I ate chocolate cake, right? <laughs> because my, my desire, there's a lot of breaking. There's a habit that needs to be broken and it takes time. And so sometimes I think that it's so important to see the heart right as much as we can see someone's desire and if there is an intention of doing better the first part is to speak it out this is what i want to do and then as long as you know that there is an intention of it give them time to get better gently support gently encourage gently point out right and give them time to grow to change a habit of a lifetime and i think even with what you said before about the love languages, being aware of maybe what he is doing to show you the actions that, like the words that he is saying, is not matching the actions you're expecting. So yeah. if he's saying, I love you, and you're expecting flowers, but he cleaned the kitchen sink, you know, maybe it's just your expectations are not what is obviously what he's showing. Yeah. So how much time do I allow for the actions to catch up to the words? Well, that's up to you. Nobody, I mean, nobody's going to say, right, give him six weeks. And then if he doesn't change by that time, leave him. That's not my place yeah. to say. That, <laughs> that, that's up to you. But what I would say is how much time would you need? That promise mm. that you've been making for a long time, even the promise that you made your, to yourself to change certain things, how long has it taken you? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How about that amount of time? Okay. Not too long, though, because time is precious. You know, if he's a bum, he's a bum. That's it. Don't stop George Men are trash talk, Claire. <laughs> Basically. But yeah, no, obviously. <laughs> um any more questions guys, please keep them coming. Um obviously this live is just to intentionally start our relationships fresh start our relationships right and moving forward you know we want to be able to be happy or let go early it's not about i'm spending the whole 2022 miserable but let me <laughs> say this let me say this but this this be happy concept has to have some 
not necessarily disclaimers, but it just goes back to that. Happiness or in terms of, because obviously Jeff tells me I watch too much TV. So my idea of happiness is, is unrealistic because I watch too much TV. So... You've mentioned something. Make sure that what you are unhappy with is truly based on you, not the expectations from without. Mm -hmm. So getting clear on your true desires. What is it that you want? Why do you want that thing? Right? Mm -hmm. And then I think number two, recognizing that sometimes the path to true happiness or that bond that you want to create in your relationship sometimes has comes through going through the hard times don't tell me you love me but anytime that we hit a brick road you're saying well i'm not happy so i'm out do you know what i mean like happiness is when you can look back and say geez look at what we went through look at where we are me and you like this tighter than ever before when you sit and you talk to those old people that have been married for years, sitting together on a bench, madly in love with each other. They never say, from beginning to the end, I was so happy with this relationship. Mm. They would say, woof, you know, there were some bumps here and there, right? There were some twists in the storyline, okay? But through those twists, we just grew each, each time we grow tighter and tighter, right? Yes, Instagram versus reality. Yeah. And I think that we have this thing of, right, if it's not, I'm meant to struggle, love is it's not smooth sailing, like I'm out. You I mean, you're going to be getting out of everything, right? You're going to be getting out of everything. You'll be running away from everything because life is not a straight line. Now, my encouragement to you is to find your center of peace and joy within you. So it's not, here's the thing, it's not the marriage or the relationship that makes you happy, but there is a genuine joy and happiness that you are able to tap into from within yourself, right? And so that even when you're going through a tough time, you can navigate through it with a settlement, with an, it's okay, Right, and we will get past this. And I think it is down to a sense of genuine love, a sense of genuine um, trust and a bond. I mean, let's think about our kids. What is it going to take for you to run away from your children? Because it's just a natural love. It's like, I mean, I look at my boys and I'm like, geez, I don't know what in this world you would have to do to stop me from loving you. Mm. Can we have that love within reason, without toxicity in our mm -hmm. relationships and i just mm -hmm. think that there's a balance and i just want to be sure that <clears throat> the message isn't today i'm so unhappy i'm going because you'll go into the next relationship and you'll hit another brick wall and you'll leave also if you keep running you will never grow and learn mm -hmm. you'll keep making the same mistakes over and over again and let me tell you this sometimes the issue is you so the person that has been having failed relationship after failed relationship after failed relationship, you have to start looking at yourself. Mm -hmm. I'm going to leave that there. Yeah, that, 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 that is you. The issue is you. That, that hits. 
hard. Um, someone said, when is your talk show, book, conference? So yeah, let us know what you do. Obviously, <laughs> bring, um, let us know about the programme again um, for those who are coming a little bit later. Um, and yeah. Okay, I have got a book called Seven Intimacy Killers because I find that intimacy... Um, people don't really understand it. We just think about sex, but it's far more deeper than that. And there's things that we're doing in our relationship and we don't even know that we are actively eroding the intimacy in our relationship. Again, mm -hmm. go to my Instagram page and hit the link um, in the bio and you'll get that. But if you're a woman, which you will be, it's mummies, <laughs> on here, I have a wives coaching program called The Feminine Empowered and Confident Wife. We kick off next week, Tuesday, the 18th. There's still space for you to register. And this is for the woman who wants to know that she is the passion of her husband, right? She wants to find her crown again. I hear a lot of women saying, I feel like I've lost myself right she wants to find herself again she wants to know how to operate from her feminine power and absolutely understand how the principles of a successful marriage and the authority that she has to create the world around her be it relationships or other things like i need you women to know that you have such a unique power the other thing that i need you women to understand is that you're the good thing you're the good thing ladies right <laughs> It's in you that they obtain favor. And if you're messed up, prayers aren't answered. You're the treasure. But guess what? Until you recognize it and understand it, nobody else can, right? So <clears throat> I need you to take the next eight weeks out for once, for once, invest in you, right? Mm -hmm. So that you're not relying on your husband to give you you make me feel, make me feel this, make me feel that, make me happy. Make, no, no, no. You understand that actually that when you shift, <clears throat> you create the atmosphere of your relationship and the quality of that atmosphere that you have the power to create will determine the quality of your relationship. It's all about you. And I want to say this lastly, my marriage, for those of you that think, oh, well, you know, well, she's in a happy marriage. You know, I didn't really tell my story on this. Um, years back, my husband had an affair. <clears throat> and we were about six years into marriage. I had a son and was became pregnant during that time and it wasn't just the affair even even in the build-up to that <clears throat> our relationship was just i call it the pits oh my god it was the pits right we couldn't talk intimacy he wouldn't even sleep in the same bed as me sometimes he would leave and not come home like it was the worst right and i was always that person that was like if anybody even dared to treat me that way, right? I would be out like a flash. But now I'm in this situation where I've got kids and I've invested and all this. I was like, what's going on? It was hell to the point that I remember praying with a prayer one time. And I was like, Lord, just get rid of him. Just, just set me free <laughs> from this. Because this is awful. <clears throat> when I say that we were able to turn that pit that we were in into what I call my greatest blessing, right? My greatest blessing. It really would have been a mistake to let that man go, right? And to, to let go of this relationship. Was it just a walk in the park? Were we lucky? 
absolutely not we use the blueprint that i now teach um the couples that i work with right and when you see me show up and people say how can you tell people that how can you share that story he himself encourages me because he is like if we if we could do this what about all the other couples who need to know that it's possible it's a little bit like having the cure to cancer and keeping it a secret because of shame well we're not ashamed we are so proud of our testimony and and i want you to know that you can have the same if you're prepared or you can run mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so when she's talking she's not just talking from happy-go-lucky that because <laughs> this has been there and back she's, she's done the race and she's come to obviously help us along um which is amazing I don't know if we've got any more questions. There's one more in the question box. Um, someone said that it feels like a lot of responsibility of women, um, a, a lot of responsibilities on the women. Like, no. what is, what's, why we, why no. do we have so much? <clears throat> we don't, we're on a women's platform. It's just women here and it's only women asking the questions. So I'm talking to women, to women from a women's point of view. I coach a lot of men right? Mm -hmm. And they equally have a whole lot to do and learn. Now, I understand that um, over time, um, it has seemed, and I'll blame the church for this, you know, a, a wise woman built her home, <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? And um, we really place a lot of emphasis on women. But if you check out my platform, you'll understand that actually I'm quite, I try as much as possible to be um go both sides but obviously as a woman i speak more to a little bit more to women i can't help to lean that way um and one thing that my, the couples that work with me really enjoy is that i am equal in terms i do not have a biased approach towards men or women right i really do understand that that men gosh our men have a lot to learn right mm. there's a lot to learn and and you need to check yourself as well because sometimes there's this that's a pain as well what you're expressing there is a pain it's a pain of do you know what i'm i'm tired right and and he has to do something as well and just be careful of that pain because it will make you defensive and it'll stop you from hearing so it's not that all the responsibility is on women but if you and here's what i say to you stay focused on what you want what do you want? I want, an, I want an amazing relationship where I feel loved and valued and appreciated and that is thriving. So let me focus on what I can do, right? Let me focus on me. Do you think men, I'll say black men, can receive couples therapy from a woman, especially when they have multiple sisters and a black mum and a black partner who's a woman? So just in terms of general, like how, how do black men receive you if they're going to have couples therapy? Listen, I am not only black men, I am, I am, um, I'm actually full Nigerian. I know, Igbo to be exact. <laughs> and um, it's so funny you said that because one of my couples now is an Igbo man. And he says, Ada, you know, for me, it hope me to be here. <laughs> receiving counseling from you a woman is <laughs> is very hard but you know what he said in the last session in the last session that we have we're still working together he said 
that getting on this coaching with me was the best investment that he has made as a man. And he is telling his other men to go ahead and do the same. He's not the only one. I've count, countless couples with black men. And also I've had black men reach out to me individually to do the work, right? So um, when a man is ready to learn, he's ready to, to learn, right? And you go to where you're going to learn that the best. And if you decided that's me, then great. Yeah. yeah um, Natasha, um, no, you didn't bash men. No, it's all, okay. I definitely... get it. Yeah, it is. It is a shock. So, like, get me wrong. It's a bit like, ugh, like, and I guess they would feel like you would be on their side. You'd be on the woman's side. That's the thing. More as well. And yeah. you know what's funny is a lot of women are shocked by that because I know, I know that a lot of women book me because they're like, yeah, I'm gonna book this girl a Daisy. Right? She's a straight shooter. <laughs> she is gonna tell this man, right? And they are shocked because. I'm not that person. I am so unbiased of the sexes. And a lot of the times I'm also like, um, woman, you have some stuff in this as well. Mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. So if you want me to be the man basher to help you to discipline your husband and, and point fingers at him and join ranks with you, do a whole sisterhood thing with you, I'm not the one to book. <laughs> I 100% I, I, I affirm that. <laughs> I was crying every day, and she just say, "What? Why is she crying? Why is she crying today?" <laughs> She's never on my side, no, 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 not never. But you know, <laughs> but I still feel her big sis. Like honestly, she um has definitely helped me loads. Um, so Natasha slides into her DMs and obviously express what you need, and if she feels like she can help you, um, I'm sure you guys can work it out that way as well. Um. Oh, yeah so yeah she's, she's not she's not on anyone's side she's the middle person the mediator <laughs> um and she does her job very very well guys i don't bring people on this live just for fun there's mm -hmm. people who i honestly feel like you guys will learn from and um i just want to obviously share them with you because again there's no point keeping the secret for myself definitely share um so thank you so much for coming today appreciate it from the bottom of my heart um guys if there's any more questions then definitely um slide into Daisy's dms um she does counseling marriage counseling um and she also has her program starting next tuesday um remind us of the title again the feminine confident sorry the feminine empowered and confident wife eight week program it's a group coaching program a load of training videos and resources plus some live exclusive teaching and q a's with me every two weeks amazing and as i said this is hard to book so if you're booking book quickly <laughs> because she is so um busy helping us transform relationships and be as said happy well thriving relationships in our relationships so um that's obviously what we wish for you for 2022 yes. i hope you guys have enjoyed today's live i've definitely enjoyed um our whatsapp group is clocking off like oh my god there's so many gems that a daisy has been saying so yeah obviously share 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 let people rewatch, um and then all over again and thank you so much for coming 
Claire, thank you. Such a blessing. Thanks, everyone that's been here. I really hope that I've been able to help you. Claire, love you so much. Thank you. All right. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.